At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. This episode is sponsored by photographycourse.net. Our 365 Days of Photography course is now live. This is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer. My teammate, Kevin LJ, has produced this course in a step-by-step format, which is very easy to follow. He presents it in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. If you've been wondering how you can improve your photography without having to commit time to long lessons, this is the course for you. We've designed each lesson to be around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others on the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we are offering a very special discounted price of $99 instead of the launch price, which is $149. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com slash 365 to claim your discount. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. Today's episode is all about travel and conceptual photographer, Sarah Ann Lorth. Like many of the guests on this podcast, Sarah started her photography journey by sharing her work on a website called Flickr. Today, she's a travel photographer who takes stunning photos of Alaska. We talk about that transition, how she takes great aerial photos, and much more. Please enjoy. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. It's amazing to have you here. Please feel free to introduce yourself. 
Thank you. It's great to be here. My name is Sarah Ann Lareth, and I've been a photographer since uh, 2010. I first started photography in self-portraiture and portraiture, primarily conceptual portraiture, as a way to kind of relieve the stress of my busy job that I had in the medical field. But since I've started having more of a passion for travel photography and landscape. So over the years, I uh, went ahead and shifted my gears and started doing landscape photography. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. And I have been a fan of your work for the longest time. I mean, even back on Flickr, when I was 13 years old, when I discovered your work, I was so in awe of your creativity. And it's been so amazing to see your journey throughout the years as a photographer and as a person in general. So I'm very happy to be having this interview with you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. What camera equipment do you use? So I started off my photography journey using Canon, but about um, four or five years ago, I switched over to Sony gear. Um, I love the mirrorless. It's so easy to travel with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. I mean, it's much lighter probably in weight and, and yeah. It really is. Plus the ISO capability is unbelievable, especially if I'm doing night shots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you take a lot of night shots in general, I think, since you're more of a landscape photographer now, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm spending a lot more time outside at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And as you mentioned in the beginning, you initially saw photography as an outlet for the stress of your job. How did you realize that this was your passion and was it immediately relieving for you? It really was. Um, back in 2010, I was working in an operating room as an aide and the job itself was unbelievably stressful and I was dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress and social anxiety. So I picked up a camera and I started taking these really shy self-portraits in front of this blank wall in my kitchen and being able to use the emotions I was feeling to create self-portraits was a really great therapy for me and it allowed me to understand myself a lot better by playing all these different characters and having a way to get those emotions out instead of just bottling it all in. And I did that for probably maybe five or six years of my photography career before switching over to travel. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. And I'm so impressed by the fact that you were able to turn this stress into something creative. I think that's something a lot of photographers can relate to, but oftentimes it's not something we can really put into practice necessarily because we don't know where to start. And I feel like you were such an incredible example of that, even back on Flickr many, many years ago when you just, as you said, you got into these characters and everybody was so inspired by the fact that you could look like somebody else in each photograph and tell a different story in each photograph. And I was definitely very inspired by that in my own self-portrait photography. Well, thank you. And I think it's really important to be able to create your emotions and share that with other people so they know they're not, they're not alone in their journey that they might be going on as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it helps a lot to be vulnerable in that sense. And I feel like you've done such an amazing job of that. And people have definitely followed your example, including myself, and been able to express themselves better thanks to your bravery, in a sense. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's really nice. <laughs> you've had such a huge impact on photographers of all kinds. I remember following your work back when I was 13, as I mentioned, and being in awe of your creativity. You constantly produce work that is imaginative and full of color. I'd love to know where you get your inspiration from. 
Um, initially, when I started photography, I was very deeply inspired by my own emotions, and I would create what I was feeling that way as a way to get that therapy and work through those emotions. Nowadays, I'm more inspired by beautiful light and landscape. I just want to be able to share the beautiful things that I see um, that other people might not ever be able to see. And the world is such an unbelievably beautiful place. And I just want to highlight how amazing nature is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a good enough reason to take photographs. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, you used to take a lot of self-portraits, which were really conceptual. Your work has evolved beautifully over the years. And right now you take a lot of photos in Alaska. On your Instagram, you share many photographs that are, you know, landscape oriented, travel oriented. When did you decide to start focusing more on travel photography? So I was kind of doing both when I was helping out and working on a workshop tour. It was a conceptual workshop tour. Um, I did it for two years. Um, I think it was 2013 and 2014. And since I was traveling in via road trip, I just ended up taking so many landscape photos while I was working conceptual as well. And I just ended up finding such a passion for sharing what I'm seeing and documenting what I'm seeing because I don't have a particularly good memory and photography is such a good way to keep those memories safe for myself. And I'm able to look back at the photos and remember the light and the moment and Eventually, it just kind of evolved into my primary passion, just hanging out with the mountains and being quiet and enjoying what nature has to offer. That's really nice. I really like that about you and your work, that you appreciate silence and peace and you try to recreate that in your work as much as possible. Yeah, I love just being alone and I've always been kind of an introvert. And if I can hang out with nature and enjoy the moment and see what it has to offer, it's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can imagine. It definitely sounds very appealing. And you mentioned conceptual workshops. To anyone who's listening who has no idea what that means, could you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in 2013 and 2014, um, a group of friends and I started doing some conceptual photography workshops. It, it was a nonprofit and we would travel to various cities in the U.S. and Canada and teach conceptual photography and how to use art as therapy and how to create your emotions. And uh, we did that for a couple of years and we had an awesome time and it was a great opportunity to meet so many people that had the same passion for conceptual photography and get inspired by their own journeys as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And I remember, I think, seeing some pictures that you took from that time. And a lot of them were, as you said, conceptual. And I remember the students that you had taking photographs and sharing them online as examples. And it was really lovely and inspiring to see that progress that they made thanks to your story. And it is always nice to be able to meet people that share the same passion, talk photography with photographers. That is one thing I miss about Alaska miss now that I'm living in Alaska. I don't have a lot of uh, photographers to chat with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, the downside of moving to a country like that, I guess. But I think that's incredible, though, that you have had such a journey in photography where you've met so many people. And I can imagine that you have so many stories to share from, you know, your experiences for, oh, gosh, with yeah. your friends and, you know, meeting so many people. Yeah, we have been doing this uh, about 10 years now, and it's been quite a journey. And Having photography, it 
change the course of my life. Never would I ever imagine that I would travel the way that I did or the way that I have been, especially having post-traumatic stress and social anxiety. I never, ever could have imagined my life would end up this way. But due to photography and the risks that I took because of it, it absolutely changed the course of my life. It's incredible. It's such an amazing thing that photography isn't just a creative outlet, but it's also this opportunity to grow as a person to rediscover yourself and to overcome any obstacles that come your way. Absolutely. I feel lucky every day that I picked up a camera and decided to stick with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've met so many amazing people like yourself, thanks to the fact that I picked up a camera one day. And also just I've learned so much about myself and the things that I'm comfortable with creatively, the things that I feel I still need to pursue in order to become the best version of myself. I mean, it's a constant journey. And that's what's so amazing about it. Yeah, absolutely. It sure is. You're a fantastic example of someone who's successfully changed their photography style over the years. What I admire about you is how open you are to experimentation time-lapse on your Instagram. And I think you mentioned that something went wrong, but you posted it anyway, which I really liked because you are okay with that imperfection side of things. And even a few years ago, you were always open to trying new things. I know that many photographers are afraid of leaving their comfort zones. So do you have any tips on how to overcome that initial fear of failure? Photography, like anything else, I believe, is just practice. And the more that you practice, the better you're going to get at it. And in that journey, you have to fail a lot to be able to produce work that you're really happy with because you just have to try new things. And I think it's important to be open with that journey. And sometimes you leave a UV filter on when you're trying to do a time lapse and it just ruins the whole thing. But <laughs> it's all part of the journey. And um, a lot of people might not ever be able to see the Aurora Borealis. So I don't mind posting it anyway to show the failures that I had, but just to highlight the beauty of nature that exists even in the failures that I might have. Um, and I think it's important to acknowledge that and move forward and learn what you can from the mistakes that you make. I agree with you completely. Yeah. And it's also nice, I think, for other photographers who follow you to see that you are making mistakes even as a professional and that you are okay with that. I think it's very uplifting in that sense because sometimes for perfectionists especially, there's this issue of wanting to always create the best possible work, but that's not really the point of photography. As you said, we're going to fail over and over again, even if we don't want to, and we're going to learn from it and that's okay. Absolutely. And it's just all part of the journey. You have to fail to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. I know that there's a holiday in Finland, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I think there's a day every year where they celebrate failure and they see it as this opportunity to grow and become successful, which I think is really beautiful. I do love that. What a way to look back on your year and assess what you can grow upon. Exactly. Yeah, I think we should all have that day for ourselves as <laughs> photographers to just look back and see how we failed and not see that as something negative, but just something something really wonderful, an opportunity for us to become better. Absolutely. And I tend to be a perfectionist myself. So sometimes it is hard to acknowledge the failures, but mm -hmm. I think it definitely helps to grow and become better photographers if we can look back and see not only what we failed at, but what we've done better. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, 
receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Horton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% of your first year as a premium member. Our 365 days of photography course is the ultimate learning experience for new photographers and even those with some experience. This course, presented in bite-sized lessons, teaches you step-by-step the essentials of photography and beyond. Get your discount code by visiting greatbigphotographyworld.com slash 365. Exactly. Yes, you have to be able to look at yourself from an objective point of view, which is really difficult sometimes because we're, you know, we're taking the photos. It's hard to look at yourself from that point of view, but I think it's possible. And I think it's very, very important, especially for perfectionists. I am one too, (laughs) to just take a step back and breathe and remember that, you know, you're just a human and you're allowed to make mistakes, especially creative ones. And you will definitely learn something from each mistake. And it's all part of the process. Exactly. All part of the process should be on a t-shirt for photographers. (laughs) You've also taken striking photos in Nepal, Turkey, and Romania. In your opinion, what's something every travel photographer should know? I think when traveling to other countries, and particularly as a photographer, I think the most important thing to remember is to be respectful of other people's cultures and ask permission and I don't know, just try to immerse yourself in the reality of other people um, while still being respectful and doing so that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the number one rule. I think you really have to do your research properly and if possible, ask real people about how you should behave in a certain country because each country has its own culture and its own rules, whether unspoken or not. And I think that'll give you the best travel experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And which country did you enjoy traveling the most? I mean, I know every country has its beauty, but which one really just stood out to you creatively? I really enjoyed Nepal. Um, I had gone with um, one of my very best friends and her niece, and um, they had been they had a long history with Nepal and um, uh, she did medical missions over there. She helped because she's a nurse anesthetist. So she went into the small villages up there and created these, helped create these communities and relationships with people in the villages of the high Himalayas. And it was just amazing to see her experience the last 10 years and to be able to meet these wonderful people that she's grown to call family and see what a journey that they've all had together. I just loved being able to immerse myself in that culture and learn more about the history of the place and the people. It was such an amazing experience. I loved it there. Wow, that truly sounds amazing. What an incredible way to travel and, you know, help people at the same time and also take photographs. Yeah, absolutely. It's It was quite a journey. And I spent a, a month there traveling around the country with um, my friend and her friends and created a lot of great relationships and Hopefully those will last me a lifetime. 
Well, I'm sure they will. That's amazing. It's cool. Thank you for sharing that. I love your aerial photos. One of your recent shots features a black bear taken from afar, which is really cool. I've never taken proper photos from a plane and would love to know what the process is like. How do you get into a genre like this? So I started working for an aviation tourism company um, in 2018. That's why I moved to Alaska. Um, they do small flight scene tours over Denali National Park, and they also do glacier landings on ski planes. And um, I became their social media manager for this company and their sister company out of Anchorage. And that has since allowed me to be up in the airplanes whenever I want and learn more about the aerial aspect of things. And it's not easy to take photos from a moving airplane through an airplane window, but doing it so often, I'd be able to learn some of the tricks with it, like get as close as you can to the window so you're not getting any glare. Um, if you can open the window, that's usually best because then you don't have any glare at all. I also find it's really helpful to have a little bit of a higher f-stop um, so you have more to focus on, especially if you're moving so fast in the airplane. Um, it gives you a little bit more of a ability to focus on things that are moving quickly from the airplane mm -hmm. window. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love doing aerial. And if I could do that forever, especially in Denali National Park and the Alaska range, I'd be so happy. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so nice to know that you found your dream job in a sense and that it's fulfilling you so much. And it's amazing that you're sharing your results with the world online too. It's really nice to see your Instagram, which is filled with these vibrant landscape photos. It's truly uplifting and I think very motivating for many people who are still looking for that ultimate dream job, you know? Oh, thank you. And I think a lot of that has to do with trying new things. Try as much as you can in regards to photography and genres you might not even think that you would like. It's amazing what happens if you keep shooting and see what happens. Exactly. I mean, you're a prime example of that. You started out as a conceptual photographer and now your work is just completely different, but it still has that heart and soul that is very evident in your work. And it's a great example for people who want to do something different and are not exactly sure what they want to pursue, really. I mean, just because you feel lost doesn't mean you should give up or that you shouldn't be pursuing photography at all. It just means that you need to experiment and be brave and celebrate making mistakes once a year. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I was told a lot, too, in regards to being a professional photographer, that you kind of have to find your niche and like stick with that. But that hasn't necessarily been true for my own journey. I just enjoyed trying new things and eventually it'll evolve into something else. And you can still take conceptual photos if you want, but just follow your passion and see what happens. And don't worry about genres or any particular thing that you think you have to stick with. Exactly. Yeah. I like to talk about that a lot with guests who have switched from genre to genre and started a business in a completely different niche. And all of them say the same thing. You know, you can always get up and start over and you could still stay true to whatever passions you've had in the past, whether it's conceptual photography or portraiture or whatever. And you can have all of those things as interests. You can balance all of them as long as you're doing what you love. Absolutely. You can find your passion anywhere. You just have to try new yeah. things. Exactly. Yeah. And it's important. I mean, people do say things like you have to find a specific genre, you have to specialize in something. While that is true, as you said, it's important to also try different things all the time, really. And as I mentioned, be brave because that might lead you to incredible places as it has taken you.
Absolutely. And that's just how you learn, trying new things and starting over and making mistakes. That's how you grow as people. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything technical that you wish you knew when you first got into landscape photography? Not necessarily technical, but more how hard of a job it is. Um, It's just, there's a lot of time spent waiting for the right light and the perfect conditions. And you're always up early and out late, especially if you're doing time-lapse and Aurora. And a lot of the times it's very cold, particularly this winter. I uh, spent a lot of time outside in negative 30 trying to see if I can capture the Aurora. And it was hard keeping my camera batteries alive because when it's that cold, it dies so quick. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a, a lot of lugging gear, a lot of uh, a lot of waiting, and a lot of trying new things, especially if you're doing time lapses. Yeah, that's the thing with landscape photography, right? Where you you can't move a mountain for it to you know work in a specific kind of lighting. You have to wait and be patient. But I think that helps you as a photographer in general, right? Like when you go back to taking portraits, for example, you're probably much more patient. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's a lot different than conceptual photography where you create your photo. I feel like with landscape, you spend more of your time capturing as opposed to creating. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I've taken landscape photos in the past, but not as much as you have. And it's always fascinated me. It always feels like this is a real world in a way because you're just at one with nature. And I can only imagine how peaceful it is to just stand there and wait patiently for for mother nature to work in your favor as a photographer oh gosh it's awesome and especially in a place like alaska like i've been doing time lapses and i've had like moose and just fox come up to me and just hang out with me while i'm doing a time lapse which is cool it's so fun to be able to connect with nature that way while you're enjoying nature exactly yeah and it's much nicer or i mean i don't want to compare it to other genres but in a sense it is much nicer than let's say, taking self-portraits indoors and then instantly going to your computer and editing and being in that sort of stressful mindset where you're trying to get the best shot. With landscape photography, you have to wait and you have to kind of absorb the environment and then eventually you end up editing the picture. So it's more of a patience-inducing process as we talked about. Yeah, and spending time with the landscape. That's really nice. It's really nice that you've gotten into this genre and that we're talking about this now because honestly, even a year ago, I probably wouldn't have imagined talking about landscape photography with you. And now we are. And it's it's no longer just conceptual or self-portraiture photography. It's landscapes and travel. And it's amazing to see how much a photographer can evolve throughout the years. Oh, absolutely. Just keep trying new things. And it's amazing where you get to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, my last question for you is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? So this has been a question I've been kind of wrestling the last um, five years of my photography career because I used to be really focused and passionate about being a professional photographer. And I kind of fell out of love with photography for a while because I just didn't like the grind and the networking and the hustle. I'm pretty severe introvert. And um, I've done the conference thing. I've done workshop tours and things like that. But I just kind of evolved in a way where I realized that just wasn't for me and that wasn't for my journey. So 
what I'm primarily focused on these days is just taking photos that I really enjoy and being able to share that with other people. If I can continue to do that for the rest of my life, even if I don't make another dollar in photography, I would be completely happy just to be able to share my own experiences and the beauty I've been seeing. I love that. I really love that answer. And I completely agree with you. I can relate to that as well. I mean, for me as well, photography it's all about the pleasure of it and about learning about yourself through it and being able to share with other people your vision. But I think most importantly, it's about the process itself, which is oftentimes not lonely, but it's a great opportunity for you to learn about yourself. And yeah, I just really like your answer. It's very grounding. And I think it's something a lot of people will be able to relate to. No, thank you. It's uh, It took a long time to be able to get to the place where I was just like, well, maybe I don't want to be a professional photographer, but to be able to find a balance where I can work at it at my job and still be able to create really great photos that I'm happy with, I think I struck a really nice balance. I think so too, yes. And you are a very good example of that for many people. So if anyone's listening to this and they feel like they don't really want to hustle and grind for photography and they just want to enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it, then definitely follow Sarah's example. Thank you. Okay, Sarah, it was so fun to talk to you. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your journey with everybody. I'm definitely inspired to continue to pursue my passion for photography in an authentic way. And I hope to see more and more of your work in the future. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you um, taking the time to interview me. And it's great to finally be able to talk with you. You've been an inspiration for a long time. Oh, thank you. Likewise. And it's crazy that after all these years, we finally had the chance to talk for the first time in voice. (laughs) I know. My gosh, it's been like almost a decade, huh? (laughs) I know. I think it's been over a decade. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, I will leave all of your links in the show notes. Please check out Sarah's work. Send her lots of love and please enjoy her wonderful landscape photos of Alaska. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. It was a pleasure to interview Sarah about her amazing work. I hope her resilience inspires you to embrace your passions and not to lose hope when you feel stuck in life. See you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.